diet gets bandied around a lot and it's not often qualified what exactly is meant by that because that word can have several different meanings and interpretations depending on the context. So the phrase, I'm on a diet, implies generally that someone's on a low-calorie diet because they're trying to lose weight, although it could be I'm on a special diet that my doctor or naturopath or whoever put me on for a specific reason. So in that instance, the word diet means it's a therapeutic diet. It's a diet as a medical intervention or as a treatment or as a therapy for a specific problem. And it has a fixed duration. At least that's implied. It's not necessarily stated. And then there's I'm on a vegan diet or I'm on a paleo diet or I'm on a ketogenic diet or I'm on a carnivore diet, which implies that that's a more permanent situation. Again, it's unstated and it may not always imply that, but it generally is assumed to be that it's a choice based on a belief that that is a good long-term diet. It's not a specific intervention for a period of time until a certain result is reached. It's more of a choice based on ideology, beliefs and whatever knowledge or facts that person has read and how they've interpreted the knowledge and facts. And that is kind of problematic already because all those ones I mentioned, ketogenic, vegan, paleo and carnivore, can all be done in different ways. They're not one thing. Different people do them differently. There's the raw vegans, there's all sorts of other vegans. And and in the paleo world, some people think that paleo means no dairy whatsoever, whereas other people think it means some dairy or all dairy. And then there's rice and corn, they're grains. Does that mean they're excluded? And then the knowledge about it has changed over the years. So what used to be a vegan diet 10 years ago is slightly different to what it is now. Same with the vegetarian diet. Uh, When I was young and people were vegetarian, they made a big point of including eggs and dairy and making sure that they got a complete uh, protein amino acid profile. There were all sorts of books on making sure of that and combining um, plant proteins in a certain ways to make sure that you get a complete amino acid profile and that you cover your needs for B12, etc. Whereas These days, a lot of people are vegetarian without doing that research or having that knowledge. They simply remove meat from their diet, but without necessarily addressing the need for certain micronutrients. Um, And anyway, I'm digressing from the. I'm trying to talk about the word diet, really. And just to beware of when, when you hear the word diet used to think, well, what does that mean? And so a lot of people will talk about what's the best diet for humans and there's different camps of course Um, but I mean I see everything through an evolutionary perspective and it's 
all animals, all species, have a biologically appropriate diet. Um, koalas eat gum leaves, they don't eat burger patties, and um, lions don't eat chocolate. So there's, there's, a, there's a biologically appropriate diet for every species of animal, and of course we're no different. Duh, why would we be? We're animals. And we know what we know roughly what that diet is, because there's there's all sorts of evidence in fossil records, in bone fragments, in artifacts left behind, in marks on people's teeth. Plus, there are all sorts of um, near traditional cultures that have been observed and um, documented what they eat. So we know what human beings eat. We know what the biologically appropriate diet is for a human being. However, um, that, well, that is different depending on geography. So the details of that are different depending on geography. Um, all humans, pre, I'm talking pre 10,000 years ago, pre, I mean, it's probably less than 10,000 years ago, pre-civilization that was on a mass scale, pre-agriculture that was on a mass scale. Uh, when human beings lived in small bands and um, lived off the land, essentially, because there was no alternative, there were no supermarkets, um, and didn't grow large-scale um, crops of grains. So at that time, no matter where you were in the world, every human being, every population of human being ate whatever plant and animal-based foods were available to them geographically and they chose not to eat those which they knew were toxic and those which they knew were not very nutritious except in times of where other more nutritious foods weren't available and then they might resort to the less nutritious foods. I mean that's essentially what humans ate. Now what that looked like in the detail of it, of course it varied geographically because whatever species are available here are not going to be available there. So someone living in Alaska had a very different diet to someone living in Tahiti. Um, but they, they were still the general principles of what was eaten. It was a, a mixture of plant and animal foods in different ratios. There would have been a much higher percentage of animal foods in Alaska and a much uh, and a relatively higher percentage of plant foods in Tahiti, for example, and the carb ratio would have been different in those places. So from my point of view, if we're animals, we have a biologically appropriate diet, we're going to be at our best if we eat something approaching the biologically appropriate diet something that's in that ballpark that follows the same guidelines and principles even though there might be individual variation based on geography and, and ancestry. Um, but a phenomenon that's arisen more recently, very recently, is that most human beings in the Western world are not well because of the changes in diet, but also because of um, all the toxins that are in our environment, because of the way we live, because of the mismatch between our evolution and how we choose to live our lives. And that's why there's um, such a rampant, such huge levels of 
chronic diseases such as diabetes, depression, autoimmune diseases, cancer, and, and just general unwellness, people without a clear diagnosis but who just don't feel energetic and have aches and pains and um, have low mood and can't think straight, all those little mini symptoms that don't quite amount to a diagnosis yet but are on their way there. So the vast majority, I mean, we know this from, for example, um, this is a measure of human health, is grip strength. The, how much, you know, there's a way to measure this with an instrument and the grip strength of human beings that what's considered normal is now lower than what it was 30 or 50 years ago because the average human is weaker and we've just adjusted the normal. What we call normal is now a lower amount of grip strength than what was called normal an average 30 or 50 years ago. And probably if anyone had measured grip strength 100 or 200 years ago, it would have been stronger still. So humans are visibly on average becoming weaker and on average sicker because all those chronic diseases I mentioned are much higher and an enormous number of people are pre-diabetic, even though they're not actually diabetic. An enormous number of people have raised inflammatory markers if you take their blood. And so blood tests is another one. Um, the, the way you decide what's normal, what's your normal thyroxine level, what's your normal hemoglobin level, what's your normal sodium, etc., is based on averages. Um, and if the Per, the, the pool of people that you've taken the average from is not particularly healthy on average, then those numbers are going to be different. And so what constitutes a biologically appropriate diet for a human being may actually not improve the health of someone who's unwell. Because if someone is if someone's just a little bit unwell from modern living, then reverting to a biologically appropriate human diet will probably um, have a huge impact on their health. However, if that person's unwell beyond a certain threshold, and an example of that would be if they have um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, which means your bacteria that belong in your colon, have migrated up into your small intestine, then you are going to have those, those people with SIBO are going to have difficulty in digesting plant foods. I've talked about this in an earlier podcast. I'm just referring to it here in the context of the word diet. And an, another example of that is when the hydrochloric acid in the stomach is low, people have difficulty in digesting animal foods because they lack the necessary enzymes that they're supposed to have. And so there's this conflation of diet and diet. So the diet, which is biologically appropriate for humans, will, um, you know, a lot of people are, are moving that way and they've noticed immense improvements in their health. But there are a subsection of people who move to that way of eating and don't notice an improvement in their health. And that is because they're already unwell past a certain threshold. And that's where it's important to make a distinction between 
a, a diet, which is the long-term strategy for being a healthy human, i.e. eating a biologically appropriate diet, and diet, which again is therapeutic. So people with SIBO may need to be on a diet low in plant foods for a period of time until they no longer have SIBO. And that's a complex issue of how to treat it. I'm certainly not going to go into that right here because it's very multifaceted. It's not just about treatment. It's also about taking away the reasons why you got it, which can be all sorts of different reasons. Um, and then there are people who adopt a biologically appropriate diet for humans but have trouble with it because they lack the hydrochloric acid and the digestive enzymes to cope with a threshold of animal foods and so it would be easy if we didn't make the distinction between what's a biologically appropriate diet for a healthy human as opposed to what's a therapeutic diet for a human who is specifically addressing or needing to address health issues and deficiencies or things that have gone wrong in their biochemistry um, and may temporarily need to reduce or avoid certain foods such as certain animal foods or certain vegetable foods depending on what the specific problem of the person is. But with the aim of bringing those foods back once the medical problem has resolved itself or the health problem has resolved itself. Um, yeah, that's that's really, I just wanted to make that distinction because I think people talk about diet like it's a, just a thing. Oh, this, this is the right diet. This is a good diet for people. Let's all be on this diet. And maybe what that person is talking about is a diet that helped them. And has it helped them because they've got a problem and they need to avoid certain foods until the problem's gone away? Or has it helped them because that is actually a biologically appropriate diet for human beings? Mm -hmm.